Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, where you get the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blogs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 115, season 6, episode 12, entitled St. Patrick's Day, originally airing March 15th, 2012. David, if you would, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Well, believe it or not, it's St. Patrick's Day, and Liz is not a fan, so she decides to opt out and stay home with Chris and wear orange and and yell at parade goers in the street. But when Dennis Duffy pops back into her life, she's forced to confront her trouble, stating her real feelings. Meanwhile, Tracy and Jenna are the hosts again for the annual St. Patrick's Day parade, and the production team has a foolproof way for them to not blow it this time, read only off the teleprompter. But Hazel still finds a way to throw the whole production into chaos. Silly Hazel. Finally, Jack has another career, what should he do with his life crisis, and it involves a Dungeons and Dragons, a light game that- Settlers of Catan. Excuse me, Settlers of Catan light game that pushes him back onto his best corporate path. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad episode, but it's just kind of like- ho-hum like there's moments in here and it's kind of like it's weak especially for like being a dennis duffy episode but i don't know it's just kind of like come and go like not a filler uh it's just ho-hum compared especially compared i think to last week's last week's is uh like the last couple of weeks actually kind of been super solid episodes and this one was just kind of eh it was fine not bad (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was fine. There were some good moments, especially in the um, Tracy and Jenna storyline. But I just, I mean, I feel like I've said at least a dozen times now, oh, it's another Jack storyline where he's having a crisis. Or not not a crisis, but he's just trying to figure out what to do in his career. And he's feeling boxed in the yada, yada, yada. So I could have done without that for the however many times yeah. you've had it now. Yeah. I do think, though, sort of watching this and knowing that next season is the final season... I feel like this is, at some point in the line, they learned that they were only going to get one more season after this. Like, this might have been around the time they were renewed for a seventh and final season. Because them uh, reintroducing Dennis Duffy and sort of giving a little bit of clothes on his and Liz's relationship is a callback to a series-long storyline. And then the recurring stuff with Jenna and Tracy and their past with the St. Patrick stuff. And uh, the line specifically Pete says about, we've been tricking them for six years to be best friends and you've ruined all of that in one day. I feel like it's like they know an ending is near. And so they're starting to put in the pieces into place to set up a finale. Uh, That's how I felt coming away from this, knowing that the next season is final. But I don't know if anyone else felt that or if I'm stretching to get to that point. But... But, I mean, it's also good for Chris and Liz for their relationship because they, they reach a, uh, a a pinnacle in their um, relationship where he's been saying, I love you, and she finally can say it. Uh, but, yeah, you're right about the Jack storyline stuff. Again, it's just another woe is me, I don't know where my life is going to go kind of thing that it's just like... At least it's, it's in a fun way of, like, designing it around a board game premise for him to, to get it, but... Like, it's like too many times that we've gone to this well of his story that it's just like Bleh. yeah but Hazel's here and I like Hazel still the fans do not like Chaos her Chaos Agent Hazel 
They do not like her. She's there to mess with things, and they don't like it. I don't know. Maybe they just don't like Kirsten Shaw. Kristen Shaw. Kirsten Shaw. They just don't Kristen. like the, They just don't like the actress. Remember, Kristen Wiig, Kristen Shaw, Kirsten Dunst. There we go. That's a fun mnemonic device. I don't know if that's actually a mnemonic device. I don't know. It's a device. <laughs> just remember two different ways to say the same name. Uh... I don't know, what but well, but, well, I didn't say. But yes, I, I mean, I think what you said makes sense about how knowing that they're coming to the end—not the season, but at some point in the near future—so starting to bring some character, some series-long character arcs, like to some conclusion and 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 play on like the, right those long series length trends yeah like this isn't the last time we see dennis duffy but it's i think it's the penultimate episode of him uh he's only got a couple more left uh but yeah this is knowing that the seventh season is only 13 episodes so if they found out around this time they're renewed for one more final season and it's going to be a shorter season because they only did 13 episodes in the final season um 14 if you count the finale as two episodes but um yeah, I think this is them knowing that they got to start wrapping some storylines up, and I think they did a good job. I do think that they handled the Jack or the uh, the Liz and, and Dennis storyline well. Um, her trying to subvert what she thinks going to happen, but then that of course backfires on her because she can't have anything go right for her. Um, was a lot of fun, but yeah, just kind of a ho hum episode altogether. I don't know. Ho hum, ho hum. Uh, this is not Snow White. I don't think that's a song. Um, any other thoughts before we hop in? And uh, how are rainbows just because they're leprechauns associated with St. Patrick's Day? Like that's what? Like I was, I was gonna say let's go hop over the rainbow, no. but I was like, I don't know. I let's go know. find the pot of gold. I don't think we're gonna find a pot of gold in this episode. Oh. oh. Any other thoughts before we go find the pot of gold? Let's hop in. Let's hop in. All right. So the cold open is going to set up all three storylines for the episode of St. Patrick's Day. Tracy, Jenna, we all know what happened when you hosted the St. Patrick's Day parade three years ago. Wake up, mother... And when you hosted two years ago. Die, demon! Why didn't you ever call me back? Unfortunately, unless Harry's Law really took off this week and no one told me, you two are the biggest stars at the network. But this year, everything you say will be scripted and on prompter. Do not deviate from the script. Jack, Tracy and I are total pros. On television and when it comes to the assisted suicide debate. Secret handshake, my baloney. Hazel, I won't be here tomorrow, so I wanted to give you this. It's the tale I had until I was 16. Well, don't worry about the parade. I'll take care of Tracy and Jenna like they're my own children. Which is a bad example because I left my kids at a Sears in 2004. Oh, I told you about Mr. Jordan's allergies, right? Yes, Kenneth. He's only allergic to allergy medication. But he loves it. And Miss Marie's Kenneth, elect- let go. This is my rodeo now. Well, not literally, of course. The U.S. Rodeo Association does not lift lifetime bans. 
So are you going to work through St. Patrick's Day? Don't you want to celebrate Ireland's great accomplishments like Michael Lohan and vomiting into a bagpipe? Wow, Lemon, so I take it you will not be wearing green tomorrow. I will be wearing head-to-toe orange in honor of Protestant William of Orange, inventor of the orange, according to Yahoo Answers. You in orange? You'll look like a creamsicle with an old tooth stuck in it. Well, you'll never see me, because I don't leave my house on St. Patrick's Day. Chris and I are going to ride out Hurricane Shamrock, holed up in my apartment, laughing at excerpts from Angela's ashes. You know, some people might find your attitude offensive. Oh, what are they going to do about it? Write a meandering play about how amazing the Irish are at not overcoming adversity? Well, I'm sorry we can't all belong to ethnic groups as beloved as the Germans. Please, without Germans, you wouldn't have any of the Indiana Jones movies. Lemon, your secret love of the Irish is well documented. After all, I am your mentor. You dated Dennis Duffy. And in the 90s, you gave money to the IRA. I thought I was contributing to a retirement account. You know, I think someone needs to learn a St. Patrick's Day lesson. What is that? A curse? Take it back, you witch! So having just had the Leap Day episode, mm-hmm. it would definitely fit Liz's profile that she's unexcited about it, but it seems weird that Chris would also not be because would not be excited about it, because it seems like I don't know. We've learned from Leap Day he gets excited about holidays, so Yeah. It huh. seems But he's also like more go with the flow kind of the relationship like he doesn't necessarily want to push her outside of her comfort zone so it seems like he probably just he did on leap day he tried he in fact he wanted in the leap day spirit so i don't know it just seems like based on what we've seen about his character he would be into all holidays yeah. but i guess if they did that they would basically be repeating the plot from the leap day episode which just happened so that would yeah. work either and maybe he just wanted to spend a day with liz and Yelling people in the parade, but also like, why was she? Why would she have St. Patrick? Oh, it's on a weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was like, I why guess. would she be at home on St. Patrick's Day? It's not like a nationally celebrated. Because I think it is. Because I think when they're playing the board game, um, Jack's in his office, and that's why Frank is there because he doesn't think he's going to be there on the weekend. I think that's yeah. Well, they just mentioned the scene. She just mentions you're working through the holiday, so it's not. A, it's not a yeah. work day. Yeah. So yeah, it's on a weekend. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, maybe Chris learned his lesson in trying to get Liz into certain holidays not a good move for them so but then again they also did do something on Valentine's so maybe she's trying to meet him halfway he's meeting her halfway I don't know but this is the third episode of the season that celebrates the holiday rights so we've had Valentine's Day St. Leap Year and St. Patrick's Day right because we did start in January for this season, mm-hmm. so we well, the, the they couldn't do the usual holidays. Yeah. So they had to they had to do the Makeup. unusual holiday, not yeah. unusual, but the less non-existent. Well, Valentine's Day is well, but yeah, but leap, say, yeah, 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 leap year. I guess is what I'm referring to. <clears throat> Just the more off brands, like most shows, most years have a Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever. But they don't, there's not necessarily always a St. Patrick's or Valentine's. No, it's yeah, it's usually like a passing scene or something. Yeah, um, but I like the uh, the sort of his the morbid history we have of Hazel and that she's left kids at a Sears. Which looking at her, I would think they would probably have to be pretty young kids, like because she's probably only mid to late twenties herself. So. As children. I mean, but she's totally correct. She says she's going to treat Tracy and Jenna like they're her own children. She, well, she doesn't abandon them, but but she wants to abandon. She doesn't do a great parenting job for them either. No, she doesn't do a great. And I I was wondering, like, how like is she doing all of this on purpose? Like, that's how. But what's her gain to take from it? Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's true because towards the end, she does talk about 
uh, uh, her, well, I was gonna say she, she talks about like going on having her sad card, but that's to be one of the announcers. I don't know. I guess after yeah. that though, before Kenneth comes in to save the day, like she seems like more overwhelmed by it than like yeah. It doesn't seem because she's trying to sabotage to get into the limelight, yeah. but that line of oh, if you need a third uh, announcer, I'll go on does seem like she's doing it to set herself up, but it's not quite clear and also the last time we saw her she wanted to emulate Liz Lemon and there's like none of that in here that is true they haven't followed up on that at all since that scene Hmm. Uh, they're still figuring the character out so I'll forgive them it's only been a few episodes but the clock is ticking guys let's come on Uh, meanwhile after the uh, the the credits scene uh, we're reading is this this is Ira Glass right from this American yeah. Life, yeah. Or I, I mean, I didn't know if it was a stand-in or someone. Oh. Well, I mean, it sounds... But it, it does sound like yeah. him, so I think it's sick to assume this is Ira Glass and this is American... This um, this, this is American Life! What's it called? This American Life. I was close. I don't I don't listen to NPR. This American Life, Saturday, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. You know, everybody complains about the weather, but today on the program we meet somebody who actually... Hey, what are you doing? Get out of my studio! Right? I love you. Uh-huh. I just ordered Thai food. How much do you love me now? Man, they're fast. You know what? I can't wait till the Asians take over. Thank God for delivery, keeping us inside and safe from all the Irish nonsense. Hey, dummy. The curse. What's up? I'm Dennis, a former lover of Liz's. Oh. I tried to steal beer from a Dwayne Reed and some black guy cold got me. Oh, like a security guard? I don't know, pal. I'll see people that way. But yeah, so Dennis Duff has returned. Um, trying to think the last time we saw him um, was the 100th episode, right? I don't know. That was when he sabotaged uh, the gas leak inside 30 Rock. I think the flashback she has of her saying, next time I see you, I'll kill you, which obviously she does not follow up on that threat. Um, That is true. But I think that's the last time we've seen him. So it's been a little while. Uh, Not too much, but I mean, half a season, really. Um, But yeah. Back at 30 Rock, uh, Jenna and Tracy, best friends forever, are about to be split thanks to Hazel's interference or ineptitude, whatever you want to call it. Chaos agency. There we go. Hey, before we go on, do you want to pray together? Oh, Oh, Michael Jackson's ghost. NBC is showing the promo I worked on for the parade. I'm famous. And now back to NBC's live coverage of the 2012 St. Patrick's Day Parade with hosts Jenna Maroney and Tracy Jordan. Oh, my God. They said my name first. But I'm more famous than you. Oh, this is probably some Hollywood prank. Like on the set of Ocean's 12 when I put that snake in George Clooney's bed. I was not in the movie. 
Or maybe now that kids is a giant hit, I'm the one America wants to see. You better not be talking about my dear friend America Ferrera. Get your stuff out of here, because I get the bigger dressing room now. I'll replace your lizard with a gay guy in a giant champagne bottle. Siri, kill Jenna! Whoa, 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 what's going on? I get second billing to the small booby grandma. No, you guys are friends, remember? My baloney. The only baloney Tracy has is the baloney he's full of. Why would you say that? You can't take that back! I killed Jenna Elfman. Is that right? Did you show them the promo? Hazel, we don't let them watch NBC. Jenna thinks that Christina Aguilera lost her voice during childbirth, and Tracy doesn't need to know that he just became number two around here. That kind of mistake can ruin everything. I don't like the way you're talking to me. Why don't we drive to Sears? I'll buy you a toy. Yikes. So now we know that Hazel did not accidentally leave her no, kids at Sears. She did a mission. She that's probably a... what she said to them, that yep. she was going to go buy a toy. She had a plan. Yeah. Also something notable is that everyone's wearing green except Hazel. Like, she does have a shamrock pin. Or a four-leaf clover. Shamrock is a four-leaf clover, isn't it? Yes. Anyway, she's wearing a pin, <laughs> but she's not actually wearing any green clothing which is interesting because everyone else is Tracy has a tie Jenna's blouse is green yeah. and then Pete's wearing a shirt and green tie I'd love to learn like the whole history of wear green on St. Patrick's Day because obviously it's a holiday to celebrate the Irish people but at the same time it's like it's just embraced by like all cultures for the most part like it just everyone sort of participates in that but it seems like it's like a grade school thing that is ingrained in you and you just never question it and you just accept it even as an adult you just you just keep doing it because you did it for so many years through grade school but yeah i don't know i mean the whole thing was like if you wear you're not wearing green you get pinched which they made fun of in the late leap day episode was uh you weren't wearing blue blue or yellow you get pinched or something like that or slapped um yeah i'm sure there's articles out there that can answer my queries about the origins of all that. What's a Google? I don't know. But there's a fun little uh, kind of under-the-radar joke there, too, where Tracy yells into his phone, kill Jenna, and then time goes by. He well, he storms out of the room, and you hear her say, you hear Siri go, I killed Jenna Elfman. Is that correct? <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> Like, what? What is happening? Well, it had been a while. Since she'd been in a show, I think. But was she a nine hundred two one zero person or a Melrose? Place? No, she uh, was Dharma in Norman. Oh, Greg. that's right. Um, yeah, and she's had a couple shows that I, I don't know if she's had a show last longer than a season. At least she's had multiple network sitcoms that haven't lasted past the season since Dharma. Holland Drive. I don't know. Pretty sure that's her. It's, otherwise, it's some other lady in the nineties that had that same sort of style of haircut. Naomi Watts. Oh, yeah. You know, that's like the lead. Yeah, they look very similar, though. Like, if you told me Jenna Elfman was Naomi Watts or vice versa, I'd say, okay, I believe you. One's Australian and one's a Scientologist. Which one's which? We'll never know. There's a, there's a few, like, visual jokes throughout this episode, too. Like, uh, in, the, in the cold open, there's a moment where Tracy and Jenna are like, secret handshake, and all they do is literally just do, like, a handshake like you do when you greet someone for the first time, just a normal standard handshake. Like it's such a silly little joke. Um, but meanwhile, in Jack's office, uh, he finds a visitor in Frank. Although, what's Jack doing? Like, he's just sitting around. Like, did we get a reason why he's there? Like, we know he's working through the holiday, but 
he doesn't seem like he's working. He's just kind of like lounging. I don't know. Like, well, he's waiting for ideas to uh, just couldn't do that. Oh, okay, bubble up into his little head. All right. Excuse me. May I help you? What? We don't use your bathroom when you're not here. I'm Lutz. Frank. First of all, what are you doing here on a Saturday? None of the writers can go out on St. Patrick's Day because we all have faces people naturally just want to punch. So we're all hiding out here playing colonizers of Malar. It's a strategy board game for the makers of Goblet Quest and Virginity Keep. In Malar, you build a kingdom and battle for world domination. Right now, I'm just the lord of the Carthian Plains, but that means I control all the wheat. Oh, it's actually interesting. You have a monopoly on wheat. What happens if you overproduce, flood the markets, prices drop, your economy collapses? You've got to diversify, Frank. It's basic capitalism. And what other resources do you have? Uh, unicorns? Can you breed and sell them? There's got to be a market for unicorns. If I've learned anything from reading Liddy's princess books, unicorn hair has magical properties. You've got to know your product, Frank. That's awesome. Ah, uh, it's nothing. That kind of thinking is what I do for a living. At least I used to. You just have to replace Millar with Fairfield, Connecticut, and Unicorn with Project Unicorn. A death ray. Also, Frank is not wearing green. Oh, you're right. Is he wearing orange or is that red? It's red and blue. Oh, he's got an orange hat on. Yikes. Um, I like their their treatment of board games in this. Uh, especially like the idea that the Jack is inspired to use a board game as a a tool to understand his his dilemma or his problem or whatever um, because this would have been around the time like Dungeons and Dragons would have like a little bit of a resurgence as like a more pop culture uh, less of a nerdy thing and more of a pop culture acceptance because obviously Game of Thrones has been around for a little bit at this point uh, which there is like the when they cut back to the writer's room in a later scene and there's like that sort of overhead uh, I'll show it to you when we get there but there's like an overhead shot of them like just going through the board game and I'm like I'm pretty sure that's a Game of Thrones reference but like the music's not quite right and I'm not sure if it's a reference to anything but it seems like a Game of Thrones reference um but yeah like they're they're treating it as less nerdy and more of like a just an accepted pop culture thing now and I haven't officially played a Dungeons and Dragons game um because god like looking into it there's so so much work involved in a Dungeons and Dragons thing. Like you have to set up everything. It's not like you can just pop up a clue box and set everything up and it's good to go. Like it takes hours and days to get all of that going. Um, but I have been able to do a couple of like online offshoots with like Pokemon theme and a couple other stuff. That was fun. Were you a like, Pikachu? No, what did I do? I think I went with a Gengar. Um, but uh like it's it's but it's like the idea of just a role-playing game is super fun of just you're essentially at the behest of someone like in this case would be a dungeon master i don't think that's settlers contain i don't think settlers contain has a dungeon master i think everyone is playing on the same level for the most part yeah i mean Um, mean, settlers contain is like a board yeah game right like it's more traditional yeah 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 Uh, like it's more more pick up and play whereas dungeons and dragons is more like planning but with dungeons and dragons you have a dungeon master who essentially you have to say what you're going to do and then they have to determine your route which is a fun idea but um uh i remember we were playing one time and uh 
we stumbled upon this like little castle and there was um like a, a treasure chest at the end of it and um when we got near the treasure chest these things popped up and were like trying to persuade us to leave or they wanted to fight and i was like maybe we should just like come back later when we're stronger we had to like roll for that we had to like roll to see like if everyone agreed and then roll to see if we got away like i don't know it's, it's a fun idea but also it's just it's a, such a time-consuming idea that I'm, I'm looking for the short versions and they're monopoly far between. oh my god there's like there's some games out there that are mostly um easier Dungeons and Dragons like kind of games but they could still take a lot of time but yeah, one day yeah. I feel like Settlers of Catan not that I've actually ever played it but I feel like it's become mainstreamed into like instead of because like here it's like it's you know I mean it, it's very it's very like a super nerdy board game but I feel like it's crossed over to being more of a I mean still like a more I don't know brainy board game mm-hmm. but still it's more mainstreamed in that it's I don't know like I feel like it's become yeah. relatively I mean it's popular. I mean you can find it on most uh, Target Walmart yeah. shelves so like it's not a niche thing you have to go to a specific kind of store for or just basically try and only find online. But yeah, no, no, I think like even Colons of Dunshire that Parks and Rec was obviously a parody of Settlers of Catan, so that sort of helps put it into the zeitgeist also. So yeah, I think you're right. I think it, at this point it had reached a popularity where it was less niche and more like an accepted idea. What's your favorite board game? I like Stratego a lot. Oh, I like Risk one. a lot too. I love Risk. Risk is just—it's kind of so. It's just a long. It can be a long. It is, long and you have game. to play play with people who don't take it super serious. Well, that's I see. I mean, just not personally, because <laughs> there's one bad game. Kaja, like this dude, like took everything as like a personal affront. Oh, so yeah. it was just like he got any anywho. That that one could be like. Yeah, I, I, I when people say like don't play Monopoly, like Monopoly can make you, but like Risk, Risk really is the worst for that because if yeah, if if you don't take it as just a game, and it's like well, sometimes if you want to win, you have you know what I mean, like someone has to do something, like if you build an alliance, they have to break any any, right? But that can be one of the worst ones for that. Yeah, that, I like. Um, I also like uh, sort of games where you are. <sighs> deceiving or deception games like uh, Werewolf and uh, one time we were playing uh, Battlestar Galactica and the idea is you can be a Cylon or you can be a human but if you uh, are turned into a Cylon obviously you want to keep that a secret and so I remember playing one time and I ended up near the end of the game I got turned into a Cylon but I want it so I now want the Cylons to win so I ended up betraying the humans who had trusted me the entire game just to win so it's like it's stuff like that is super fun uh, and i feel like they're way more prominent now like there's i think mafia is also like that mafia is like a deception kind of game uh, yeah there's tons of stuff out there but i mean video game wise obviously like among us and um oh god what was the other one that was popular around that same time oh i can't think of it uh but like those uh those kinds of games have, i think they've fallen off a little bit but Earlier this year and during the pandemic, they were a big hit because they were able to, people were able to play together despite being, you know, not able to be together. So, yeah. Well, Clue is definitely my favorite yeah. classic board game. Um, and Risk is up there too. Lately, I've been getting really into Ticket to Ride. Like, mm. it's, it's, there was a deal on Steam last year where you could basically get like all the 
in all the versions like of, of in the world like for twenty dollars so like i was like so it's i mean literally like all the american ones the european ones there's like asian stuff and it's like it's just it's it's very like relaxing because i mean i guess like it's a competitive game the point is you're supposed to like build routes train routes between cities to like get points but it's just like very relaxing because it's like you're competing against other people but like it basically like you you draw a ticket and say like okay you need to build a route between these two cities so it's like you can like i guess you can pay attention how others are building and try to block them but like i find it just much more relaxing just focus on getting routes and building the routes you want to to do and not even worry about trying to be aggressive because like i mean i i i just play against computer a lot because these just hack because it goes really quickly in the background like if you try to play online like it has things like i most of the games i see are like like an hour like a really long time for one turn it's like i just want to play so anywho so it's like maybe if you're playing competitively with like it like online with other people like people play more aggressively playing with computers it's really easy to just like focus on building your routes and just like so now i just try to go for like you know just like building up like long routes like just building up super high scores and sometimes like you know i'll get i'll get too ambitious and take on but any anywho i've been getting it out late because it's a really yeah. good way like it's the third thing that it's like it revolves it involves thought but it's like it's not like i don't know it's a good way to be to to stimulate your brain but without getting too I don't aggressive know. yeah or, um, com- uh, competitive yeah or, yeah yeah I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I did say I liked Risk and Stratego as a kid, but as I've gotten older, like I've gotten to the point where I don't really care for strategy games that much because I'm just not super great at thinking multiple steps ahead. Like I'm just more like in the moment. Yeah, this is a good move, and then it's gonna fuck me three moves later. And it's just like, well, if you just thought ahead, dummy, you would have figured that moving there and doing that was gonna cost you in the end. So like, I just. I've I've stepped away from like competitive stuff because I'm just even not just board games but it really any games just because like I'm probably middle of the road or below average and I'm okay with that but I don't need to share that with the world I, I'm okay just playing a computer or just doing something that doesn't require too much competitiveness because I just I don't like it. Well, I'm super competitive, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have you you can control yourself better. Oh yeah, I get very down on myself in a com- in a that is true adventure. i remember playing the that alien that jackbox alien game that's like among us we're like mm. if you were accused of being the alien and you weren't the alien like you get help because you <laughs> because it's like because you're obviously your first immediate thing i get that's what i think it was something along those lines is the other one i was trying to think of among us but yeah it's just what the obviously the immediate thing you're gonna do is say no i'm not uh, i'm not an alien and their immediate reaction is gonna be well that's what the alien would say and it's just like well there's literally no convincing that i can do right now so if i'm quiet you're gonna think i'm the alien if i speak too much you think i'm an alien so at that point i just give up because it's just like well you've already made up your mind there's nothing i can do to convince you so whatever um but yeah stuff like because i'm also like those things everyone gets really loud myself included and honestly, after a point, I'm just like, okay, everyone needs to just tone it down. It's not that serious, but I'm not a big fan of being loud and, and loud uh, audiences and things like that. It's just, just calm it down, guys. It's just a game. Anyway. Hot dog truck, huh? I'm an entrepreneur, too. I got this new business where I burn your old DVDs on a laser disc. Whoa, Dennis, I don't think you should be drinking with a head injury. Mm. <laughs> That's a good lizard impression, Chris. 
She is a bummer. Well, 911 is still busy. What could be causing so many medical emergencies today? Oh, right, an Irish religious festival. Irish pride, go Celtic. Celtics suck, go Knicks. As soon as I get through, I'm getting you an ambulance, and you are out of here, Dennis. No, 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 I can't get into an ambulance. I don't have health insurance because of Obama. Look, Liz, I don't think he needs to go to the hospital for concussion. I was a volunteer EMT. At Burning Man, and we agreed never to talk about that. At sunset, the cacti start to resemble people looking for hugs. It gets ugly, Liz. You know, there's some things I miss about being with you. Like having somewhere to hook my Sega up to. But this constant judgment, Chris deserves better. Chris, may I speak to you alone for a minute? No. Anything you need to say to him, you can say in front of me. Me and Chris, we're bang brothers. Oh. What a gross, proud achievement for them to be a part of that gang. Hooray. Hooray. I like the uh, the Irish pride that Dennis has where he has to say go Celtics just because they're, you know, Irish. And he immediately backpedals and it's like, the Celtics, the Celtics, not go Knicks. Celtics. The Celtics. No Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. yeah. I wish I knew enough about basketball to know how good either of those teams are modern. I feel like the Celtics did well a few years ago, like made playoffs, but I don't think they've won a championship. I feel, yeah, I think it's been a while since they've been like super competitive. I feel like the Knicks are. I feel like I always see in, in my relatively low exposure to the yeah. NBA, always people always saying the Knicks are garbage. So I feel like they yeah, have I feel not like they been, haven't really recently. been solid since like late eighties, early nineties, and like Patrick Ewing era. And I don't think they were doing well. Yeah. I just think they were they had, The last time they won a division title was 2013. Celtics. So, sorry, the Knicks. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, that's that's relatively recent. They won. Yes. I mean, they, that one, they won eight their years division. ago, but I, well, I guess. Well, they won their division after, after this episode. That so. is true. That is true. Hmm. What about the Celtics? Let's see. Their last conference title was in 20... Oh, they're... Well, okay, so their most recent division title was 2017. And they also won the division every year between 2008 and 2012. Oh, wow. So they would have been actually very, I guess, very competitive around this time. And their last conference title was in 2010. Good for them. You guys, Celtics. I don't know how they're doing in the last couple of years, though. I don't really care, honestly. But... Well, you're the one who brought it up. Which is a curiosity, but... Okay, here's the... Fr- if, when I Google Boston Celtics Wikipedia, under the people also ask, this was the first question that popped up. Who is the Celtics are the balls guy? That's not even... What's that even mean? Who are the Celtics? Oh, Celtics are the balls is a quote. I see. But it's not in quotation marks. It's just who is the Celtics are the balls guy. So if you don't oh, know that's a quote. Oh, so someone said that and they were asking who, yes. who is the Yes. So who but it's not in quotation marks. Donnie Beardsley. He was the Celtic are the balls guy. I assume it was a drunken. I guess so, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, but well, that makes a lot more sense. Because if you just see the questions in there, it seems just like a mishmash of words. Yeah. Anyway. So while uh, Tracy and Jenna are fighting over who's host number one on their St. Patrick's show and... Hazel's not doing any better. Uh, Jack joins the writers in the writers' room to play some settlers, some villagers of Malar, to play their board game. I'm playing two timber and one brick to build a bridge and establish a trading post in Midgar. That failed, and the orcs raped everybody. Okay. 
And I am offering Frank 500 gold coins for the neutral land between the elf kingdoms. I'll double it. The price is now 3,000. Oh, Morgan, stay on with I'll castle. take out a loan. Don't you see what you're doing? You're creating a real estate bubble. And the only person who will benefit is Sue, who will buy up all the neutral land for cents on the dollar. Thanks a lot, Klutzak. I don't come to where you work and slap them. It's basic macroeconomics, people. None of you is fit to be king of Malar. And you would presume to wield the scepter of Thalbane? Yes. Yes, I would. Why are you being nice to him? What? You want me to be jealous? I'm not that guy. I'm this guy. No, you need to know something. Dennis Duffy is like the Terminator with cheaper sunglasses. He just keeps coming back because his potato brain thinks he still has a chance with me. Hey, Liz, you'll be back. If I ever see you again, I'll kill you. You'll be back. Never again. You'll be back, Liz Lemon. You'll be back. I'm not kicking Dennis out of here in his condition. A guy with a concussion on St. Patrick's Day is like a horse with a broken leg. Exactly. We should shoot him. Don't you see what he's doing? He's already driving a wedge between us. Chris, get in here. There's a Les movie on Showtime. Um. Uh -huh. Did Chris go to see the Les movie or did he go to hang out with Dennis? Who wouldn't want to see a Les movie? That's just... Every man wants to see that. So while Jack continues his, uh, his game in um, the world of Malar, he's... Quickly dwindled all his resources, and he realizes that the game is a metaphor. It's very on the nose, because he says something that's like, basically sums up his career, and then like, he says, oh, wait, the, the, the desert of Croc is Cable Town. Yeah. Even though like the sentence, he, or the, the, like the, his line before that basically, I don't know, it doesn't need to be made explicit. I feel like it's a little too, right. like, bang, this is what we're talking about. Yeah. Anyway. And it's your favorite because it's a storyline we've never seen before That's with true. Jack. So, uh, but meanwhile, back at Liz's, uh, she's hoping that the Irish curse is gone, uh, and she finally confronts Dennis to turn the tables upon him. Hey, Dennis had a great idea. No, I should take the hot dog truck out after the parade and sell empty buns to drunk people. Oh my God, Chris, he's just trying to get me alone so he can start a gas leak or claim squatters' rights or hit me over the head. And when I wake up, we're on our honeymoon at SeaWorld. Are you sure this is Dennis's obsession? Because you're the one who can't seem to stop talking about him. Are you kidding? I know Dennis Duffy's brain. I saw some of it when he jumped on the ice during an Islanders game. His next move will be mentioning some fake girlfriend to try to make me jealous. But I'm going to turn it against him. And once again, the puppet will become the puppet master. What does that mean, once again? That's not a thing. This ends right now. Dude, you missed the end of the Les movie. Their daughter, she goes off to college. And Mark Ruffalo? He's just going to do his own thing in the restaurant. Look... Is there anyone you want us to call to let them know you're okay? I left a message for Megan earlier, but it's hard for her to answer her phone because her boobs are so big. I'm sorry, and who's Megan? She's my lady, Liz. I'm seeing someone. She's a card girl at Kangaroo Boxing Matches, so she's got a body. And she's loaded. Her grandfather invented the stop sign. Wait, are you saying you're over me? Elizabeth, don't do this. Because I am not over you. I never will be. I love you, Dennis. I love you so much. Whoa, what the hell, Liz? No, Chris, I'm just proving my point. I don't care what you're doing. So it turns out you can say I love you, just not to me. Wait, what? It's not like you haven't had the chance to say it. Love you. You're the best. Love you. Scooby-Doo. I love you. 
I just want a Thai food. And I just thought you were emotionally infantile. I am. Me, baby. Yeah. I'm going to take the truck out. Oh, no. It's happening. The wedge. Uh, Liz, we need to talk. Open a bag of wine. Bag of wine sounds delicious. The kids are all right. Oh, right, of course, the Les movie, right, yeah, yeah, okay. That. Is that, were there lesbians in there? Yeah, well, Julianne Moore and that Benning play a couple, and Julianne Moore Ruffalo has an affair with Mark Ruffalo's character. Yeah. And they have two kids who are, I guess, all right. What's the situation? Well, no, there's lots of angst. Angst? angst. There's lots of angst? There's lots of angst. I was going to say angst and angst, anyway. Angst. Anyway. There's a lot of angst. Yes. Hmm. I've never seen that movie, but I definitely feel like I've seen the trailer probably a dozen times. Let's see. Yeah, it came out around 2010, 2011, right? Yeah, 2010. Yeah. Did well. Four Mm -hmm. million budget, 34 box office. I think it was a Best Picture nominee. Yeah, it seems like a... Oscar Beatty kind of. I mean, thing. it was. A, I mean, it was a comedy. Like it was a. I mean, it was a more. I yeah, mean, but like a sideways level comedy. Yeah, that's it's true. just like it's more adult humor, not really for a college crowd kind of demographic. That's true. Yeah. Also, I think I think we skip over, but earlier Dennis talks about um, burning old DVDs to laser discs. And no, made, we got it. But oh, yeah. we did. Okay, it, was, it made me think of his his old technology, a cyclical gem. Yeah. And also, it made me think well. If he would have just held out and started or done something with vinyl, I mean, he could have made a killing. I mean, maybe he did, and we just yeah, he just, he just the show the show vinyl. wasn't around when, yeah. when that revival was really going. So maybe yeah. maybe that's what he has made his money in. Since. I mean, is is the like it vinyl does sound like produce a better sound, right? Like that's the reason that I think you that's get part records. Of it. mm-hmm. It's not necessarily just any sort of nostalgia. Oh, I think it's definitely, but I mean, it's definitely aesthetic. It's sort like, of nostalgia. I mean, well, it's all of that. I think it's nostalgia okay. for some people, aesthetic, definitely. But also, I, I do think, right, it's supposed to have a crisper yeah. sound quality than digital. There's a small part of me that's like, get a record player, then also like, I don't know what record, I don't buy music, so like, I don't know even, yeah. like, I mean, there are some albums every now and again that like, I mean, I feel like, especially pretty... made that I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to have, but then they immediately sell out, and yeah. it's like, okay, well, that was a limited run, so thanks, I guess. that's awesome. But I feel like most modern artists do release final Eventually. copies of their albums. Yeah. I mean, I think Target still sells, do they sell CDs anymore? Mm-hmm. But I it's, feel like their record yes, and but CDs barely. I mean, they, even comparable. a few years ago, they still had a few rows Mm, and I think, I think it's I, th- I think it's down until yeah. I think it's shared with records, so. mm. but uh, I sort of got a resurgence recently with Daft Punk saying they were uh, going to end their careers. Um, someone was sharing around uh, random access memories on vinyl it was on sale on Amazon, and I was like, "Oh, that'd be cool to have." And then as soon as it like it was gone as soon as they shared that I was like okay well I guess it wasn't meant to be but that, I, I really love that album uh, so I, I definitely would like to sort of have that but at this point it's find it second hand or I would like their Discovery album too that was a fantastic album maybe eventually I'll get a record player and some records I just don't know where I would I guess they'd have to go over there somewhere uh, but back at 30 Rock uh, Hazel's still struggling and she tries to get some help from Kenneth or Kenneth tries to offer his help and we're back with our live coverage of the St. Patrick's Day Parade. I'm Al Roker, taking over for Jenna Maroney and Tracy Jordan. Really he should have said my name first. Roker should be on my side. Why? Because you both have had huge weight fluctuations? Ah! 
Okay, that's not how you're supposed to answer the phone. Just thought I'd check in. Everything's fine. Pete says I'm doing great. I'm not about to screw this up, Kenneth, because I'd get kicked out of show business. And then how would I be famous? By starting a fire and then rescuing everyone from it, and then I'm a hero, and then I'm in Playboy? Hazel, are Mr. Jordan and Ms. Maroney fighting? Well, you're not a page anymore, Kenneth. That information is classified. Information is classified as if NBC is the government. <laughs> I love her answering the phone. What? And like him like, well, no, that's not, because it is an outside line. Like, who wants to be greeted with something like that? Uh, but I love Jenna. That's so that's the second time Jenna's made Tracy cry in this episode. And she's saying very mean things. Very. I mean, you know, that weight fluctuation is mean because wow, poor Al Roker. He wasn't even thankful he wasn't there to hear it because I don't think he would have taken too kindly to those words either. So Jack seeks some uh, holy advice to see how he can turn his game around as well as his life. Uh, meanwhile, back at Liz's apartment, her and Dennis Dennis shares the news of his wife. Out now. Look, Liz, there's uh, there's something I gotta tell you. Not interested. Megan isn't my girlfriend. I know, and I'm not letting. She's you... my wife. We just got back from SeaWorld yesterday, and I know this is hard for you to hear. Oh yeah, it's so hard for me to hear about your wife. I'm so jealous. Dennis, maybe I would have got here sooner, but I passed out laughing on 69th Street. <laughs> That's hilarious, Megs. What's up, sugar? Wait a minute, Megan is real? I thought you were lying to get us back together. That's why I said I loved you. I was trying to call your bluff. Well, you know, that's really messed up, Liz. Okay, wait. You said you loved him? Okay. You got two minutes to fill us up with quarters, and then we go outside. Oh, my God. Stop it. No more of this Irish nonsense. Dennis, you came in here, possibly as part of a curse, and ruined everything. What? I did nothing. Hey, if anyone's full of Irish nonsense, it's you. Excuse me? Think about it. You're the one that got all emotional and made a fool of herself at a party. This wasn't a party. Tell me about it. It sucked. Look, you're stubborn. You hold grudges. You're emotionally repressed. She's been living with this great guy and hasn't said I love you yet. Really? Not even on a Ferris wheel? <sighs> Let's face it, Liz. You're the most Irish person here. Happy St. Patrick's Day, dummy. Wait, it's St. Patrick's Day? St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> It is one of those things, like, because you root so much for the protagonist that you don't really see their flaws, but, like, everything he just said is correct. Like, he was not, I mean, he was invasive in that he just, like, shows up and walks in, but other than that, like, he did not do anything wrong in this whole situation. Like That's true, but Liz is right that that's sort of part of his usual shtick, too, so even in this case he wasn't, it's still, like, I don't know, like, he... It's the same sort of behaviors he's exhibited before, but at the same time, right? In this case, though, everything he said there yeah. is, is. I mean, it brought right. out it brought it out of her, but it still is like everything. It wouldn't have come up if he wasn't there, but like everything that he was saying, she did, she did do, and she did it with malice because she was just convinced that it had to go wrong or whatever. But it's also like her self sabotaging herself almost, like which is the resolution we get here in the end of the episode. But um, yeah. So it's a it's a fun little character um, piece for them. That Irish lady had red hair. Yeah, because just to make sure we knew she was Irish, and her name was Megan. Yeah, that's a that's a fun little joke yeah. too. Of course, she's named Megan. But I also like when I, I remember when I first saw this episode when she confesses to him that she loves him, and then it's immediately like she's saying like, 
oh no, I'm just doing it to like. At first, I thought they were going to go the route that she hadn't that she had not gotten over him ever, mm-hmm. and this was like her last ditch effort to try yeah. and save that the relationship. Been, that would have been really yeah. bad. So I'm glad they didn't go that yeah. route. But even then, like by like with her at the end there of that scene of saying like. Megan's not real like you're just using this as an excuse to see me because you want me back but it's like her like almost saying I don't know I'm glad they didn't go that route so um, good choice writers <laughs> the joke about <laughs> it was a lousy party <laughs> it was never a party it's true it was a lousy party that's true um, meanwhile we're starting to wrap up all three storylines first we're gonna get um, Tracy and Jenna finally coming to uh, a middle ground on who the bigger star at 30 Rock and TGS is. The first car is here for whichever one of you wants to leave first. Oh, why do I keep doing this stuff? Is 70 not a good IQ? Well, the bigger star gets the first car. But the sign says it's for host number two. I'm scared, Jay Moore. And not just because today's the day that guy that tried to kill me gets out of jail. I'm scared because... What if I'm not the biggest star anymore? Tracy, I know how you feel. I felt that way for the past five years. And now that I've gotten everything I wanted, all I can think about is how quickly it can all go away. Tell me about it. A year ago, I won an Oscar. Now look at me. I had to beg to take over for Andy Rooney, and it did not go well. When I was a kid, you could get a prostitute for $5. You know what? I'll read host number two. No. We'll read it together. Know this, Hazel. I will always be here for them and for you. Nothing can ever make me... Move your car. Kenneth save the day. Hooray. Andy Rooney, that's uh, 60 minutes mm-hmm. or Dateline? Yeah, 60 minutes. He always had his little segment at the end where he gave, well, told a story or had mm. words of wisdom or whatever. Reflecting on the good old days. Well, I don't know about, I mean, I guess sometimes, mm. but I, don't know, I didn't watch a ton of it, but anywho. Well, that's interesting because 60 minutes is CBS, right? Mm-hmm. So they got Tracy who's an NBC started doing CBS. Well, he had to beg to do it. Uh, yeah, and it did not go and well. It did not. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Jack's storyline wraps up uh, as he's learned how to win at um, the board game. I'd like to spend my remaining gold to purchase a fire spell. And against whom will you be casting this spell? Against myself. I'm setting fire to my own desert. You're insane! Am I? I'm going to turn my desert into glass. And glass is a commodity that you all need for your elfin oracle mirrors, for your crystal palace, for the colorful glass beads that you keep buying for some reason. I'm going to wear them to the pirate's ball. You need my glass, and I'll take your gold, and eventually the throne of a thousand kings. You see, it doesn't matter if I'm on the windblown dunes of Croft or in the fluorescent-lit boardrooms of 30 Rockefeller Plaza. I will create something from nothing. Today, Malar. Tomorrow, Cable Town. 
may take your right as king. I'm a virgin with white guys. So I don't know how he won that game because I feel like his first argument initially to Frank was you're putting all of your money into one resource and that's kind of what he's doing there. Right, but they all need glass, I guess. I don't know. You're right, sort of, but... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't... It's it's not one of those things you're really, really supposed to think about, but still. Anyway. Um, but Sue's horny for Jack. She'll give it up to him because he's a white guy. She's still a virgin with white guys. Um, so... Wasn't it despite instead of because then? Maybe. That's all perception. <laughs> okay. Glass half full, I guess. <laughs> sure. That's the right... <laughs> Anywho. Well, I'm trying to keep it PG. You're trying to make it dirty. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> uh, on the streets of New York, uh, we wrap up Liz's story as uh, Chris... What? Well, I would say, no, Chris has taken up Dennis's idea yeah. to sell buns to drunk people, and it's, it's, it's doing it's really well. Doing well. And she approaches him with incredible Hulk gloves. Must it only. You go. Enjoy your bun. These are the only green things I own. More importantly, I have never been with someone for longer than nine months. You and I have been together for six, so I assume something will go wrong soon. You'll tell me you believe in ghosts, or I'll reveal that I am terrible at expressing my feelings. But it's not because I don't have them, it's just because I'm used to being let down. Wait, is now the time on St. Patrick's Day when we talk about our feelings? I don't understand your art, Kevin. But this isn't fair to you, Chris. This is the happiest I've been in a long time, and I'm sorry that I can't just be a normal person and tell you stuff. Like, nice stuff, like greeting card stuff. You're right there, buddy. Come on. Home stretch. Come on. Okay. I love you. I know. You soloed me. <laughs> pop culture and not get that reference solo like han solo you got it what did han Solo? how did he solo her what does that mean so just as han solo is about to be frozen carbonite princess leia says to him i love you and he says back to her i know oh and so wow no, I learned. Oh, if it was written in a book, you'd know it. You should read the novelization of this mm. Empire. Yeah, that would be Empire. I've seen that movie. It's just yeah, been a long be time. Empire. Yeah. Well, that's a cute ending. And it's, I don't think we've tread on Liz's story. Of, like, we know she's emotionally inept and she's ha- she has a hard time sharing her feelings. But I think this is the first instance of where she's actually powered through it and showcased them. But it's, it's, I mean, that's a fun little character. And I, it's one of those things, like, I can relate to. Because not so much I've been in multiple relationships and they haven't lasted long. I haven't been in many relationships. So I don't know necessarily how to act uh, in certain situations or when you reach certain milestones or whatever. So it's just like... Have kids! Oh, God, no. 
But I mean, just like when do you say certain things, or when do you when do certain things are, are expected to happen, or whatever? After the second full moon. Oh my god! Who knows when that's <laughs> going to be? That could be any time. Uh, but no, I, I I remember initially watching this episode and her little speech of of her insecurities and things like that, like really resonating. So I was like, I can relate to this. Uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> when she was saying, it was like, oh, that sounds like something you would say. Rude. That's not rude. It's a character flaw. It's not well, cute. It's a character flaw. It's a, I mean, it's just a, lots of people are have similar personalities. Yeah. No, but it was nice because like there wasn't that. I don't really remember seeing that portrayed a lot in media of people not necessarily being emotionally inept, but actually showcasing that and then being aware that they're emotionally inept and trying to work through it. Like, uh, so it was, it was, I feel like, not groundbreaking, but it was a nice thing to see on a primetime TV show. Uh, but uh, final thoughts on St. Patrick's Day before we say adieu? Yeah, I still think, like, it's not a bad episode, just meh. Just yes, I agree, it was fine. Not, not uh, compared to the last couple of weeks. It's just not quite up there with the same need, level. Need more America's kids got singing. Yeah, I'm glad we get Hazel back. But um, could you imagine Thirty Rock when they're on the air of the Mass Singer? They could have done something with that. Is that NBC or ABC? Mass Singer is Fox. Fox. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they would do very. They'd have a lot of fun with uh, making fun of that. I wish I could care about that show, but I have zero desire. What do they have? The Mass Dancer also at that event. The singer was the first one, right? And mm-hmm. dancer was like the spinoff. That one right? just had its first season, I think, recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't take it away from someone, but I had no desire yeah. for it. I get the appeal just for me. Like I, I watched a little bit of the first season and then kind of gave up halfway through. And then I tried watching the most recent season premiere, and it's just it's just so much filler and bloat. Which I mean mm-hmm. makes it easy to skip through a lot on Hulu, but it's like I don't know. It's it's like it's weird. It's like it's it isn't it isn't a talent competition because like mm-hmm. obviously they sing and it's like they're, I guess people vote on their favorite performance. But it's like I mean obviously the most intrigue is around who they are. So like most of the episodes really devoted to like giving clues, like having judges guess. And it's like I I don't know. It's so it's just a lot of like waiting. Yeah, just like discussion between the celebrity judges, and it's like I don't know if I I mean I, I assume they. Are, aren't told who it is but it's like some of the guesses it's just like sometimes it's i I don't know i mean it's just a lot of bloat that's not that interesting so it's i mean i I get why a lot of people would find it fun it's just it's just too much talk to fill time and like Mm -hmm. sometimes it feels like they're making guesses like even if they don't necessarily really know who it is like they're making guesses just to like be silly and 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 make conversation you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so Anyway, now, are the singer? Do they like distort their voices or anything? They, so I believe they distort them when they're speaking because, like, the, the, before before they perform, okay. they have like a package clip where they like give clues and they like tell. Like the first episode is like they, I guess they tell basically do like their life story. I mean, not like their life. You know what I mean? Like basically, like it seems to always boil down to, you know, I was. You know, I was a child, and then I was thrust into the spotlight, and now I'm trying to reclaim. Or I was part of a family and never really stood out. Now this is my chance to stand. Or just it—it it, it seems like there's, there's a few bits, or, or like, or basically like I was in jail or in trouble for some reason, and now now I would like to redeem myself. Like, are if, they true moments of those people's lives, or are they? Oh yeah, no. As, as far as I know, Patty it was Isabel, wrong. a senior. I think so. Yeah. I don't know what her backstory was. I and is don't. each episode do all of the singers sing? Mm-mm. Each so, episode is devoted to one person. No, it's multiple. So it's like I think they break it up into groups. So okay. it's like 
they have, let's say, three groups of five each, and it's like they do the five, you know, on different weeks, so five and one person will get eliminated, and it'll kind of get down. Then once it gets down to a few, then I think they okay. all come together. And... Well, the reason I asked about the distortion is because I guess this week's spoiler alert, one of them was revealed to be Kermit the Frog. Yeah. And he has a very distinctive voice, so I'm guessing if he's singing, you could probably pick that up pretty immediately, but seeming the way it, well, it was, like it no was, one knew who he was. It was, was funny. character, or was he an actual contestant? That was the, right, that Kermit the Frog was the celebrity contestant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it was funny because, like, the clues seemed to me to really be pointing towards Seth MacFarlane. Because, like, the, mm-hmm. the, there was, like, they showed, like, a teddy bear on a couch and, like, made oh. a reference to being, like, someone who was multi-talented, who was, like, singing, produce writer and and grace the oscar stage which all fits seth MacFarlane. Oh. but i i i, I guess they He's probably a talented singer, yeah so I, I, I think that. and looking back on it like they i think they really did on purpose to really make like i guess the clues are supposed to be like tell you who it is but not be so obvious and i feel mm-hmm. like looking back it was like i guess it seemed like it was so obviously pointing to him that that's why mm-hmm. it wasn't because obviously all those clues also fit really i guess yeah. the frog based on his history or whatever yeah. I don't know. But yeah, the, actually, the singing voice did sort of sound like Kermit the Frog. Because I, I, I remember like briefly thinking like, like, oh, that sounds like kind of like. But I mean, I, I, I wasn't really thinking about it yeah. as like a what. Any anyway. But I did see Niecy Nash as the host. So. Yes, because Dick Cannon got COVID or something, so she's guest hosting for the season. Good for her. Yeah. Go Niecy. Anyway, that was way more time than I expected ever to devote to the Max Singer. Yeah, it'll be the only time because I don't want to talk about it. I still just haven't found a reality show that's not RuPaul's Drag Race that I care about. Like, it has to be talent based because they have to be showcasing their talents. Top Chef. I don't care about food though. Project Runway. I don't care about that. I don't care about making the Amazing stuff. Race. Don't care about that because I'm sure I've seen you watch a couple episodes and it's just like, no not interested i like the premise i understand it i get it just alone that's the one where they get like is that the stranded yeah not naked and not afraid naked like and alone is one where it's a bunch of people and like they, they film themselves or i don't really know no, I'm just, that I'll was one that became really popular race. during the pandemic yeah i'll just stick to drag race and be fine i got too much time to split between other stuff anyway or i don't have enough time to split on anything else is really how you say that anyway as always thank you for joining us on go to there if you like what we're doing rating reviewing and all that fun stuff it's going to be the best way to help us out otherwise we will see you in next week's episode episode 116 season 6 episode 13 entitled grand mentor where liz tries to be a mentor for hazel so they do revisit that storyline who's making catastrophic mistakes taking care of tracy Meanwhile, Jack decides to make a TV movie about Avery's kidnapping, and Jenna tries to desperately get the lead role. I vaguely remember the um, the Avery Jessup movie storyline, so I guess that's where we're leading into for the next few episodes. I think that's when we revisit um, Avery and his and her mom and Jack's relationship as well. <gasps> All right, well, David, take us out. See you next time. Thanks, Thanks host, host number one. one. Let's, Let's take a look at what's, what's happening live in Rockefeller Plaza. Plaza. I love you. Oh, I got this. That is a person named Liz Lemon who just told some dude she loves him. Wow. I have known her a long time, and she has never said that before. It sure is rewarding as a TV viewer when someone you're invested in shows growth. Also, TV viewers like it when a show ends with a song. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling from Glen to Glen and down the mountainside. Don't you dare fade out on me. Well, don't worry about the parade. I'll take care of Tracy and Jenna like they're my own children. Which is a bad example because I left my kids at a Sears in 2004.